Hello, this is On The Left Side. I'm Jim, I've had a couple of beers and this is going to be an unusually ranty version, no doubt, of the alternative football show. So I've just about recovered from seeing Gary Lineker in his pants presenting Match of the Day last weekend. It wasn't so much the pants that annoyed me, it was finding out that a 50-something man is in much better shape than I am. But that wasn't all that upset some people. Viewers complained to the BBC that Gaz's undercrackers weren't skimpy enough. Rather than budgie smugglers, in his pants you could have smuggled an owl, a bald eagle and certainly a cockatoo. Coming up on this week's show, we have the worrying direction of football coverage, football managers becoming Bond villains, <laughs> why it's now impossible to hate Man United, and why there is hope for us all to become international footballers one day. But first, let's get stuck into the Arsenal. So it's Groundhog Day for Arsenal fans once again. The same old pattern of not signing any players, looking underprepared for the start of the season, looking okay around November time, everyone getting injured at Christmas, and finally getting your shit together in the last few weeks when there's no real chance of winning the league. So, set to be yet another season of disappointment for Arsenal & Co, with one tiny, lone voice in the background shouting, But we're the most financially stable team in the league, mister. It's all well and good, but as a fan, you can't really get everyone going on the terraces singing songs about healthy bank balances and good shareholder dividends, can you? isn't going to get any team going and just doesn't really do it but Arsenal fans were met with the shocking news this week that Arsene Wenger is finally prepared to dip his hand in his pocket we are working very hard, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's just would like to reassure you, we are ready to spend the money we have. And uh, it's not my money. <laughs> I'm not really sure what Arsene Wenger is ready to spend money on. I'll wager that fans will be a little bit disappointed when he proudly shows off his new full-length puffer jacket in a grand unveiling ceremony next week. But it gets worse. A chance about financial stability would be a blessing compared to the monstrosity created by this Arsenal fan who took it upon himself to invent his very own Oliver Giroud chant in the hope of finding fame on the terraces. Baby, this is what we came for. Lightning strikes every time he moves. Everybody's watching them. But we're looking at Giroud. Uh, I just don't know where to start. That bloody Will Grieg song has a lot to answer for. The Olympics may have been watched by less people than Katie Hopkinson's brief appearance on Babe Station TV, but there was one moment of outstanding skill and drama as Brazil met Honduras in the Olympic football semi-final and Brazilian wonderkid Neymar scored the fastest goal in Olympic history. It took just 13 seconds for him to find the net, which is almost as long as he spends filling out his annual tax return. Let's just put zero for everything, yeah? Here's how it happened. Ready for first kick at the Maracanã underway. Brazil in the iconic uniform, the yellow top, 
with the blue shorts. It is Honduras in white. Early deflection. Opportunity for Brazil. And the dream start. 13 seconds in on the miscue by Honduras. Great goal. Hideous commentary. First kick. Uniforms. Miscues. Nope. 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 But what do you expect from a country that thinks proper football involves dressing in spandex like a superhero, sticking a cycle helmet on your head, and running around with an oversized Kinder Surprise under your arm? It's not football, mate. That's hand egg. It's not the first and it won't be the last time that the beautiful game is ruined by the ugly face of TV. Take, for example, the complete lack of decent Saturday 3pm football. If, like me, you have a wife and kids and a dog, then no doubt the highlight of your Saturday night is settling down to watch Match of the Day after your missus has fallen asleep during whatever god-awful film she's selected for the evening and watching the highlights of the football. To find out, the evening's highlight is Swansea versus Hull. <sighs> but add to that the news of an incident from Real Housewives of Cheshire that has reached the offices of On The Left Side this week. It has worrying implications for the future of TV. Apparently, reality TV star and wife of Stoke City defender Phil Bardsley, Tanya, had an inspired idea for the next series of her TV show. She was going to give viewers an Access All Areas experience for the birth of her next child by, wait for it, strapping GoPro cameras to her ankles. Thankfully, and unusually for a professional footballer, common sense prevailed and Phil kicked the idea into touch. It's just not something I need to see. But here's the thing. I have a feeling that this kind of coverage won't be too unusual within a few years' time. Great goal, and yes, John, it's amazing he's playing at all considering his wife, I believe, is about to give birth to their next child. And if you want exclusive coverage of that birth, you can press the red button now. And still, there would be less crying and less screaming in agony as when Eden Hazard gets clipped in the penalty area. Not wanting Manchester United to have all the transfer glory, it seems that Everton have been stepping up the gear and throwing money around like Adam Janazai on a date in Nando's. Splashing 25 million quid on Yannick Balassi may have looked a little bit pricey, but the 12 million pounds spent on Welsh captain Ashley Williams is a snip, if not for any other reason than it provided the internet with this superb welcome video. Once Everton has touched you, nothing will be the same. And again? Once Everton has touched you, nothing will be the same. Seriously? Are Everton about to unveil Operation U-Tree as their next sponsor? Just show us on the doll exactly where Everton touched you, Ashley. But it's not all happy days, disturbing videos and new signings at Everton. With players coming in, players also need to leave. And Ronald Koeman came across all Bond villain-esque when asked about the future of striker Omar Nias. Would you expect Nias to leave then? If he likes to play football, then uh, he needs to leave Everton. Ouch! I'd leave now, Mr. Bond, if you want to leave. Seriously, you got Coman on one side of Liverpool, you got Klopp with his maniac's <laughs> laugh on the other. Don't be at all surprised if those ground-sharing proposals arise once more, but this time, the grounds are going to be based inside a massive hollowed-out volcano. So, Paul Pogba might not have quite scored the 400,745 debut goals that would have justified his 
98 million pound transfer fee but he is already box office as much as i wanted to develop an instant dislike for the french midfielder there is just something about him he's an enigmatic chap and unsurprisingly a half decent footballer that's returned a bit of the old swagger to old trafford but what I really like is the burgeoning bromance between Pogba and the other man fighting it out for shirt sale dominance Zlatan Ibrahimovic. The latter having a bit of a pop at the world's most expensive player after the match on Friday for costing him a hat-trick. I'm happy for the team. If you win, that's, that's the most important thing. I thought you said it didn't matter who scores. Yeah, but this one you should have first. <laughs> I really want to hate them, but it's just so hard. Pogba even attempted an impersonation of the Zlat during his pre-game interview on Sky's Friday Night Football. And the way he talks to, you know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> like, like, I am Zlatan. Is it Ibrahimovic or is it the Terminator? It's hard to tell, but his Ronnie Corbett is spot on. Hello. <laughs> Speaking of Friday Night Football, once the Friday Night arguments about what Fridays should really be about and spending family time together and did you know Big Brother was on the other channel and died down in households across the UK it was time to settle down and see what Premier League football on a Friday was going to be like and it was going to be weird there were flashy video cutaways there were questions from the public that included asking Jamie Redknapp what time he ate dinner and there was awkward flirting between Rachel Riley and Ryan Giggs when the panel were asked to talk about their teenage pin-ups who was yours, Rachel? Mine. Go on, who um, did had, you have above your bed? I had a very hairy 90s version of Ryan Giggs. Wow! Yeah. Good night, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Keyes got sacked for less. But, yeah, he definitely would. We also learnt how much Chris Kamara was too much Chris Kamara, as he gave us a tour around the dressing room, failed to interview Ben Foster and gave us a strange blow-by-blow -blow commentary of the United pre-match warm-up. Jeff, midfielders and attackers all working together. There's Pogba on the ball again, into Rooney's feet. Rooney then take it and try and chip it over the goalkeeper. Unfortunately, got underneath it. I mean, that is what football has been missing all these years. Chris Kamara talking us through players warming up. Literally, unbelievable, Jeff. And finally, if you're Bolivian, there is a very good chance you are now an international footballer. The national team has called up a whopping 93 players for their next two friendly matches. It makes the Bolivian team sheet look more like a weird takeaway menu than a football squad. Yeah, I'll have the number 36, Rolly Sajas, and uh, can you tell me how spicy the Matteo Zoc is, please? Either they're looking to play the classic 4-2-86 formation or they found a way to dramatically reduce youth unemployment in the country. In fact, maybe that's something we should adopt in England. You'd also be responsible for cleaning the staff toilets. Nah, I think I'd hate that. Next. Okay, well, what about this one? It's up to four hours a week, comes with a uniform. You have to deal with a torrent of abuse from your colleagues as well as the general public, but you'll get a bucket full of cash. That sounds interesting. I reckon I could do that. What is it? Left back at Liverpool. At least that would explain how Jack Wilshire got into the England team. Right, that's it for another week of frolicking through the funny side of football. Thank you for listening. If you don't want to miss any future episodes, subscribe via iTunes. It's totally free. Or give us a follow on Twitter 
at on the left side and you'll find a whole load of added bonus football funny stuff too. I'm off to find out where exactly Everton touched me because that's full time. See you later. On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production and was written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. <sighs> What's that done? Oh, that looks painful.